Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. Welcome back, confidants. I'm just taking that out for a spin, trying to figure out what we want to call ourselves. I mean, we're a club, so we're for nothing confidential. We're the confidants because we confide everything out loud on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Let's ponder it and see how it goes. I think the opposite of a confidant is a blabbermouth, so we could be the blabs. That's that's also an option. Not as sexy. Don't really love that. Um, why don't you guys think on it and give me your suggestions? I'm very open, but I feel like like club name is really important. So what do we want to call the members of Nothing Confidential? This is on my mind this morning. Um, along with this wonderfully unfiltered combo that I had with the incredible... Tara Romano. Um, Tara is a serial entrepreneur. She's a performer, a teacher, a personal development junkie, and an unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you unleash and let go so that you can become the best version of you. Uh, She has an insatiable curiosity about what it means to live life to the fullest, whether it's hosting Tone and Tease, which we will get into a little more about what that is in just a second, around the world, speaking at conferences, or confessing the struggles of her love for carbo-loaded temptations on IG Live, she wants you to know being perfectly imperfect is something to celebrate. You guys, this gal is thebomb.com. The first time I ever encountered her, she was wearing thigh-high boots. So we will delve into that. Um, this conversation is a little bit different than the others because we are not explicitly talking about sex or sensuality necessarily, but because everything is connected, it all applies. So we are talking about up-leveling our belief. We're talking about moving emotions and challenges and struggles through our body. We're talking about embodiment, which is a very important part of owning your sexuality, experiencing life in a sensual way. If you can't be in your own body, it's very hard to have those other experiences or expand in those areas. So I'm just excited to get into this. Um, We do talk a lot about personal development and growth. She shares her personal story. We dive into body image stuff. It's just a golden combo. Tara is incredible. Um, One thing I wanted to mention, I will put in the show notes, and we mentioned it at the end. We talked about she has a live event coming up in March of 2020, and I didn't share the dates on the podcast. We talked about the event and where it is, and and there's links, so you can go look it up, but I just wanted to let you know that her live event, 
Your Life Unleashed is happening in Long Branch, New Jersey, March 6th through the 8th. And the website is yourlifeunleashedevent.com. So I wanted to make sure uh, that as we get into this, if you're interested in seeing Tara in action, shaking ass, kicking ass, go check out her live event, especially if you are in the New Jersey area. I think that is going to be incredible. All right, we're just going to jump into the convo. No more needed to be said. Um, get back to me on our club name. Okay, bye. So Tara, thank you so much for being on Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here to hang and chat with me. I am super excited to be on and I can't wait to chat. And you guys, so Tara, I met Tara at the whimsical Lori Harder's Bliss Project um, in Orange County two-ish years ago, I think. And she was there um, leading a tease and tone workout. And when I saw the tease and tone workout on the schedule, um, I I can't speak to anyone else's uh, experience, but I got a little weird because I was like, yoga is totally my jam. Like I'm down for some yoga. Um, and given the fact that I consider myself an extremely sexual person, for some reason, the whole thought of like pole dancing workouts has never been like a big, like I've never loved that for whatever reason. And so I was a little, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but they were like, this is re- basically it's required. Like, and I'm, I like to follow the rules. So it was like one morning you're going to go to this workout and the next morning you're going to go to this workout. So when I showed up at Tone and Tease, I actually did not know what to expect because I've never taken a class like that before. And I got in there and within, like, I'm not kidding, within minutes, this woman had like everybody like whipping their hair and like swaying their hips and shaking their ass. And it was just like the sweatiest, most fun, like wicked dance party of all time. And this girl, like when I say she's a mover and a shaker, I mean that in like a really literal sense as well. Like I have never seen anybody with hip action like Tara. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my introduction. That was my introduction to Tara. And then I realized that she's also like a mega guru who has done so much hard, like self work on herself and is just one of the most brilliant, vibrant people of all time. And she's doing some really major things um, in the self development and, and spirituality space for women, which I think is incredible. So Tara, I'm going to let you just kind of share with everybody who is not familiar with your awesome work, just a little bit about your background and how you got into teaching dance. And then we'll kind of explore like where all you went after you found that. Oh my gosh. Um, First of all, you're so funny. I love that introduction. And and I always enjoy to hear on the other side of how people connected with me um, and, you know, like how we essentially end up chatting together like this. Like I love these conversations. Um, but so I'll, I'll take you back because there's two different parts that got me to where I am today. Um, I have been in the fitness industry for over two decades. Um, and you know, I mean, I was never a dancer. Um, I laugh because my mom's like, yeah, you pretty much like threw yourself on the ground and had a fit anytime I put your tutu on. And I think it's because I just didn't like my, my, uh, <laughs> my dance instructor at that age, like at five. <laughs> And, um, but like in, um, in growing up in the group exercise world, um, Zumba came along. And so that kind of like reignited my uh, spark for dance. I was always a cheerleader and stuff like that. But so, um, at the gym that I grew up at, so to speak, is where I started and I learned everything. Like it got to a point where I was, um, 
how old was I at, at this point? It was, oh, my very early 30s. I had been there for probably seven or eight years. And they, I had one of the largest classes in the, in the studio. Um, we, I was only, I was teaching um, like all different classes, but like, I think kickboxing was actually one of my favorite things that I did. I was a martial artist too, which I, um, a lot of people don't know about me. And I had Zumba as well. So, Badass. but they, yeah, I, it's so funny. I, I actually have like, I don't really talk about it much. And I feel like whenever I tell this story, I'm like, I need to talk about that side. Yeah, you should. Um, I'm like, um, she can also, she can tone your ass and kick your ass. So like, do not, do not. Oh my God. You're so funny, Kristen. If I, if you go to my YouTube channel in my very early videos, I do like a karate kick um, because it helped me with my nerves, um, which is really funny to this day because I feel like movement always gets me out of my, um, like out of a certain emotion that I don't want. But anyway, we can talk about that later. So. Um, they weren't giving me any more classes. I had three classes I was able to teach. Um, we had to sign a contract that we weren't allowed to teach anywhere else. And then I wasn't getting a pay raise. So I was getting paid $19 an hour after being there for like seven years. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, they couldn't do anything else. So it's like they put a cap on my income, but most of all, they put a cap on my passion because I wanted to grow. I wanted to expand and three classes a week was just not doing it for me because it was never really about the money. I was I was also a bartender. Like I had been a bartender. I've been in um, the restaurant industry much of my life. But anyway, so um, when I left there, I essentially started going out on my own and I would put up flyers everywhere. And um, this woman called me from a new studio actually in the town I'm living in right now. And she's like, we want people to try out, but with a new dance format. And I'm like, okay, a new dance format. I'm like, all right, so I have to make this up myself. Like, so I was like, all right, whatever. So I started Googling stuff and I, what popped up on my computer was um, crunch fitness. And this guy was doing something called strip bar where he was sexy dancing with a body bar, but it was like dance and fitness. And it was so fun. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what he's doing, but like, I want a piece of that. <laughs> so that's kind of where Tone and Tease evolved. And it's, it was um, basic dance and fit- fitness moves with a sexy edge and an easy follow format. So like you, we could take a squat a simple squat and make it fun and sassy and like make you smile and feel sexy. So I started, um, um, I, you, like I started using, um, I, I actually tried to use a body bar, but it just didn't feel right. So then we start, we used a chair and then like towels and then we added heels. So, um, in conjunction when that was happening, I, um, I also was introduced to network marketing and this is such a big piece of my story because that's where the personal development came in. Now, I went back to school at a later age for health and phys ed. Um, I truly love teaching. Like, I am a teacher to the core, to the heart. It's what I'm here to do. And I really loved teaching phys ed. Like, I was teaching, even in my group exercise classes, kids from, like, four years old all the way to seniors. And um, I was more than qualified for the job, but I literally couldn't find a job to save my life. But I was still bartending. And at 32, 33 years old, like, you know, having 20 year olds come in the night before drunk, and I like wanted to feel established, it just was not my place anymore. So I remember like, like, I would always call my sister, I called my sister for everything. She's like a huge, huge mentor in my life. And like such a reason of why I am here today. And um, I was crying one Saturday night, which was like, not unlikely. And she said, I'm so tired of hearing you say the same things. If, this, if you're not going to like make a change um, and try this uh, business with me, like you can cry to someone else. Now she had gifted me products that in the network marketing business that I'm actually in right now. And they were so amazing. I, I was like just obsessed with them. So, and I was using them, but I didn't want to be a network marketer. And um, I just realized now that I wasn't educated on what it was. So when I went to my very first uh, network marketing event, 
like the person there was like, you can be, do or have anything you want. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no one's ever told me like that before. So um, I was just like, oh my gosh, like there's something about this. So anyway, um, that, like with those two things kind of happening together, like that was the pivotal moment of where my life was starting to change. But I honestly didn't even realize it was about to change because I was just excited about starting these new things. And I was so like enthralled in this personal development world. And I was like, I started coaching. Um, I, um, well, I started, um, hiring other coaches, like business coaches. Um, and I had gone to therapy like much of my life, but business coaching and, um, life coaching was just so different, uh, over the years. So anyway, that's kind of like, like the start of all of it. Wow. And props to your sister for that, like tough love moment where she's like, I don't want to listen to you whine about your shit anymore. Like you need to get it together. (laughs) Right. I think everybody, I mean, everybody needs that at some point during pretty much all of the success stories I've ever heard. There was a moment like that. Like it was, it was that like reality where it's like, Hey, you actually are not a victim and you get to decide like what you want. And if you're willing to step into it, then everything is possible. And if you're not, then we need to go our separate ways. Um, I think that's super powerful. So you got into this so you're doing multi-level marketing, which I'm totally, I'm right there with you. Like, as you're telling the story, it's like, I know plenty of people um, who are in it, who are very successful. And it kind of seems like there's two camps. It's like on one side, there's the people who have figured it out and everyone's kind of like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And like, nobody can get that far anymore because of how it's formatted. And then on the other side, it's like, nobody wants to be the one on Facebook, like, Hey, buy my protein powder. And so I think people just don't, you know, they don't know, it's like, they don't know how, but there are so many people whose lives have been changed by it. And I think that just goes to show that if you're willing to put in the work and then you're going to get out of it, like what you put into it. I don't think that the vehicle is as important as the effort. Like once you decide to get into it and drive. Oh, I mean, I could, I could have a whole conversation with you about network marketing and how it's one of the most (laughs) powerful, powerful business models out there. And I think, um, a pyramid scheme is probably more so like, I think people talked about it more so in the past. I mean, like there's so many amazing products being put through um, network marketing and I just, I love it. And I always think back to me, I was that person. I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people, but it's yeah. just because I was not educated on what it was. And I'm so grateful for the experience of learning. So mm, yeah. Yeah. And it really gave you, I mean, it gave you a, a base and like a crazy foundation for all the right. stuff that you're doing now, which we're going to get into the evolution of that too. in just a little bit, but um, I loved, you know, kind of what you're saying about finding finding dance and you're like, I just, I need a new format. I need a way to move. And I'm also somebody, I really move things through my body. Like when I get angry or when I like anger, I'm an eight on the Enneagram and I get very like anger is my go-to emotion. It's the flag that lets me know that like a boundary has been crossed and that like action needs to be taken. And so like Mm. walking or getting sweaty or moving has always been the way that I did that. Um, and it blows my mind that you would say that you're, that you weren't a dancer. Um, because if anybody, oh. has, if anybody has seen this girl move, like there's, you wouldn't believe her. You'd be like, you're lying <laughs> because I definitely, that's the big, I mean, that's the biggest excuse that uh, I used as well or with these classes and why they made me uncomfortable. I was like, um, I'm not a dancer. I can't move like that. I'm super white. Like this is going to be a travesty. It's going to be embarrassing. Um, you know, and, but it's just like 
the older I get, the more I'm like, it's not about that. Like walking into that class, it's not about like qualifying to be a backup dancer for Britney Spears. It's literally about moving things through your body and like finding power in your connection to yourself. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that, that class, I, the class that I took with you actually was super, it was like a really monumental moment for me when I look back on that whole year and a lot of things that I was doing and people might be surprised to hear this just because I am so um, open about so many things. And I normally, like, I'm very good at being vulnerable. Like I'm great at vomiting my feelings and my thoughts and, you know, being unfiltered and just kind of taking it as it comes. But like to admit that I, who love, I love the sexuality space. I'm constantly encouraging women to like embrace their bodies and their autonomy and their passion and their pleasure and all of these things. I wouldn't go into like a striptease class because I didn't want to look stupid. <laughs> I was just like, I am so good at preaching so many of these things. But when it comes to like just letting go and letting myself have that and not judging my experience and not judging what I looked like, I had such a hard time doing it. But we got into that room with you and there was, how many women, were there 500 women there? There were a lot of women there. Um, yeah. Weekend. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, I remember. And it was like, I think half the room at least definitely felt the way I did when they walked in. But within minutes, they were all like, oh, I'm Beyonce now. <laughs> and it was incredible. So can you speak a little bit to um, what keeps, like I just shared my personal one, but like what keeps women out of the room and then the shift that you notice first once they get in there? Such a great question. Um, you know, I like, I, I, I was actually doing an interview uh, last week and um, I don't remember what the question, but I was like, my students teach me. Like, I feel like I've done so many different masterclasses, events, pop up, you know, all these different things. Um, and I feel like I, I'm, I'm taught by you guys, like what, what's needed and by my own experience. So I know that like when I go to an all women's event, like, I know that I've been there, like, and I start judging and like, I judge myself. I judge other people. I start thinking they look so good. I should have brought another outfit. I wish I was like 10 pounds thinner. Like I should, like my boobs, my butt, like I like my hair. Like I really, like I have struggled with like comparison and not feeling enough a large part of my life. So, um, you know, how does this, how does this resonate with tone and tease? Because it's everything. Because yes, this is a dance fitness class, right? Um, and I always say like, if you, like we started off when we were young, before we even spoke, we moved our bodies. So when someone says they can't dance, I'm like, it's not the truth. Like, and this is just so much more. It's like moving your body. It's moving the energy in your body, moving your body enough to where you feel like something different. So before I even turn the music on, before we even talk about tone and tease, I share a little bit about myself because I know that like, if I was sitting there and I'm not in a good place and I'm looking at this woman who, you know, um, like I'll probably have my clip in extensions in my, my shiny type, uh, like Takara leggings with my thigh high boots, like where I really step, I really step into my alter ego Eva, which is, that is another part that we do and I'll explain, but I want them to know that that's not where it happened. That's not all where it happened. And when Lori actually reached out to me for the very first time to do her event, I was in like a really just dark place. And I feel like that was like a, a sign from the universe, like truly feel like it was like, that was a pivotal moment for me in my life. So, um, I share, I share about myself and then, um, I say like, I, like, I understand where people are feeling and like, I 
create a container for them to release judgment and just know that we are literally all the same. Like we are the same. We're all cut from the same cloth, so to speak. Um, we're all humans trying to have a human experience, right? So if we just get rid of like what we see visually and know to the, to the core, we're like, you know, we're souls, like just trying to figure, <laughs> figure this life out. So, um, and then like, I, I, I acknowledge them, like we're women, we wear so many hats and sometimes we forget to put ourselves first. And, um, and I, I go through this process of them tapping into their alter ego. So now my alter ego is Eva. And when I explain an alter ego, I explain it like this, like your alter ego is that person who shows up like at their highest self, like how are they sitting? How are they standing? Like, what are they wearing? Who are they talking to? How are they talking to other people themselves? You know, what is all that? And I have them close their eyes and like, you know, even have fun with it. And I say, give that person a name. And then by the time they open their eyes, like I say to some people, like, who are you right now? Like, who do you want to be in this moment? Like, like you don't want to be the person to say, I can't dance. She can dance better. Like, no, I want you to like own yourself. So by that time, and then we yell out our, our um, incantations or um, I am statements. Like I am fearless. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. Or I'm fierce, brave, beautiful me, like whatever I'm saying at that time. So right now, they're just primed and ready. So once the, like once we've done all of that, do some movements, it's like the music comes on and people, we love music. We love music. We love moving our bodies. So it, it, it's like, it's like collectively the energy together in the room. Like, yes, I'm the facilitator. I create the space, but like, it's, it's like everyone else, like getting ready and kind of like just really tapping into that pain point, which we we all have at some point in our life. But I also say this too, Kristen, which I think is important. And I say, you know what? Maybe you're at a point in your life where you're like, girl, I'm good. Like I've done the personal development. I've had the coaching and therapy. I feel amazing right now. Like there's no pain point for me. And I say, that's amazing. Like how can you show up better for the person next to you? How can you be kinder? How can you give back more? So it's like, it's like for everyone in that sense. So then like, you know, we can be like sexy, free, beautiful women that we sometimes forget to tap into. And I, uh, last part I do is I associate it with things that they do in their daily life. So when you're sitting at your chair at your office or like, or at home and like, what could you do differently to change the energy in your body when you're walking from the car to the, you know, the store or walking down the grocery aisle, like we, we do some fun stuff where it really just empowers them and, and change, switches up the energy. Mm. I love that. I actually I was watching some of your YouTube videos this morning and there was uh, the, there was like a clip from, it was like the tricep dip from uh, exercise oh. from a, a, from a tone and tease class. And I'm like seven and a half months pregnant. Right. And I'm just like, okay, I yeah. Triceps. We can work triceps. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we should let's, let's, let's give this a try. Um, the, obviously the torso action, not quite what it will be in, uh, in some months, but it, you know, it still felt good. It still felt good. Um, but I, so I love the concept of the alter ego. It reminds me, and this is just where my brain goes. It reminds me of the erotic blueprint work that Jaya does, the world famous sexologist, um, where she basically helps people embrace uh their sexuality and like the shadow parts of their sexuality by giving them a name and allowing them to take up space um for themselves you know as as that person as it, that uninhibited individual who isn't carrying around 
the stories and the shame and the conditioning and everything that, you know, maybe our everyday identity has attached to it. And I think that that is an incredibly powerful tool to use. And on, on like a lighter real life note, um, my husband has a, an alter ego. Um, his name is Brad and he comes home to my bed sometimes <laughs> after he's had several drinks with friends and we, and we like Brad, we like Brad a lot. <laughs> you are so funny. I'm and obsessed. It's, yeah. And it's just like, that kind of thing is so powerful. Like we joke about it, but at the same time, it's just like, there is this moment in time where we forget all of the things that it, that are quote unquote expected of us, that we expect of ourselves, that we learned from other people that are not empowering us in any way. And it allows us this free uninhibited space. And I think that creating that container, I mean, and that's what you do is create that uninhibited space for them, for us. And I think that that's just incredibly um, powerful. And it's awesome to watch. Like not only does it, it changes your perception of yourself. Like I was in that room and within minutes, you know, I was experiencing a shift in emotion where I was like, you know what, like who gives an absolute fuck? Like everybody in this room is doing their own thing. And you're looking around and you're like, that girl don't care that somebody's watching her. Like that girl don't care either. And you're like, why should I care? And you shouldn't. And everybody is like getting into it and going with the flow. And then the next thing you know, it's like you are looking around, but you're not looking, you're not comparing. You're not like, oh, who in here is better at this than me? You're like, look how free that girl freaking looks. And like, look how that girl's hair is going and look how that girl's booty is popping. And like, it, it's this like celebrate, it's a celebratory situation. Like I found myself when I was looking, I was like, look at her go. And it made me feel happy for her. And then it was like, okay. And you also got stuff. So like drop it like a top. Like it was just such a cool, cool experience. And I loved it. And I'm sure that people, um, you know, might be like, oh, you know, Kristen talks about sexuality and sex and pleasure and all these things. And so it's like, why would you bring somebody on who, you know, teaches like dance? It's so much more than dance. The reason that I brought Tara on here, you guys, is because she embodies her sensuality and her femininity, especially when she's in that, like, she's talking about that Eva state that she goes into. That is such, I have not experienced um, a full on embodiment of sensuality in the way that I have, I've seen that. Like when I witnessed that, I was like, oh my gosh, and it blew my mind. Can we talk a little bit just about, like go a little further down the rabbit hole um, about changing your state through movement and, and embodiment and how that has changed things for you. Like coming from that woman who was, um, you know, teaching dance and kind of hit your ceiling and everything and getting into this work where it's so much more than dance. Like how has embodiment impacted what you're doing and how has it expanded what you're doing? Such a good question. I, um, I mean, I, I come from teaching classes and I was saying too the other week, um, when I'm moving, when I'm teaching, actually, when I'm teaching it, it's, I'm so fully present and in alignment. Like I actually get chills like throughout my body often because it's such an energy exchange of my students and myself. Like I, I, again, I don't always just turn the music on. I love connecting. I love talking before the cool down. I just say a words of inspiration because I think we're such, we're, we, sometimes we numbingly walk through life to do the duties of our job day in and day out. And we forget to connect. And I think connection is everything and it can save someone. And um, I make sure I connect with my students. And even if they don't respond back, or even if like 
you know, like maybe somebody walks out. Like, I just know that like, if I continually do that, like I'll, I'll really reach someone. And I know in my own life. So I like, I, I struggle often. I, I even said, um, doing a podcast with one of my really good friends. And I said to her, I could probably be anxious or depressed every day of my life if I let myself to. I have that in me. I am, I am an empath. I'm emotional. I feel energy. But like I, what has saved me is moving my body. So now I want to preface this with like I've had really a really bad back the past couple of years. So it's actually made me not dance as much as I, I would like to. So um, it's also made me slow down and really realize like, having more, I've always had gratitude for my body. I, I have a really great, great gratitude practice over the years that I've consistently stayed to. But even the other day, like I had to like give up my classes for the week and I was in yoga and I was like, I am just so grateful for my body and the way it can move other than rather than where years ago, I would have been hysterically crying because I couldn't dance how I wanted to. And I'll never be able to dance again. And I'm like, you know, feeling sorry for myself or in that victim mentality. And I don't think it's that we don't like get, we, it's not that we'll never feel like a victim again, or we'll never feel bad. It's just like how often or how quickly we can get out of it. Mm. I have, I like, and I think it's creating the tools. Like, again, we are here having a human experience and we get to choose how we live this life. And I've made plenty of mistakes and I still do on how I react towards things. Um, and it was so interesting that you talked about, <laughs> excuse me, um, like the Enneagram, is that what it is? I feel like yeah. somebody mm -hmm. else talked, but I haven't taken that test, but I feel like, um, you said anger. And I, for me, it's, I cry. Like I cry when I'm happy and when I'm sad, but like, yeah. I know, I know when I need to like get that pattern interrupt and sometimes I don't do it. But as soon as I make the decision to get up, move, move rooms, sit up, change my outfit, like go outside, the energy changes. And there's, there, it's science. Like when you move your body, your, your like things change, energy in your body changes. So I feel like why not do it in a fun, sexy way with mm. friends? <laughs> and I am down with that. <laughs> That's right. Speaking my, speaking my language. So one of the things that we do at asking uh, that we do at Nothing Confidential, Tara, is I always have a segment called hashtag asking for a friend so that women can send me questions and things without having to like get up in front of the microphone and ask about that stuff. Like some people are just not there yet. Like they're not ready. And you know, it's easier to like write in and just ask as if you were asking for somebody else, because ultimately you are, we all have questions that we struggle with that we're wondering and the person next to us also has those questions it's just like who's gonna go first and actually say it so one of the questions that I got recently um, through the forum was how do you cope with body image issues any ideas for help and the reason I brought this question on um, for you is because you have been so um, beautifully vulnerable about your own body image issues and your journey with loving yourself and just the, the intricacies, the nuances, the ends and outs and seasons of being with your body as it's in different forms and as you're going through different things. And even like you're talking about now for someone who used to teach a ton of dance and do kickboxing and all these things that when you're struggling with, um, you know, physical uh, limitations and needing to slow down and things like that kind of stuff can be really triggering. Um, can you share a little bit just about your journey with your body and like coming to, uh, to love yourself? <laughs> Cause that's yes. something we all, we are all dealing with it. Right. It is. And you know what I love though, Kristen, is that like on social media, I feel like it's very more mainstream where women are just like posting all of themselves. It's not oh, just about God. the per per perfect skinny fit model, which they're beautiful too. Like 
I feel like whatever a woman wants to do, who are we to judge, right? So I, I've had, um, I've had an eating disorder from when I was 11 years old all the way to my mid thirties. Um, and, um, it's just been a huge part of my life on and off. I've done, I, you know, I've gone to therapy about it. I've done like, you know, all the things and I finally got a hold of it and it's just the most best. It's the most amazing feeling like ever. And now, you know, it's funny because like, as soon as I like released all of that, I actually lost a ton of weight and I, um, I used to want to have abs and be like super fit. And like, you know, I, I consider myself fit. Right. But like I, and she is, I, I, she's very fit. Yeah, but like, <laughs> thank you. But like, it's so funny because I, I literally fluctuate so much. I can literally fluctuate from five to 15 pounds, like in two weeks. Like that's just my body. And like, I love wine. I love cheese with friends. Like, and I do not want to give it up and I'm not going to, because like, yeah. like now I finally got to this place where I'm comfortable with food and it's like, it's like fun with friends and family, but I'm also very healthy mentally and physically. I have a very like, you know, I have a great routine with food and like nutrition and things like that. So I'm so interesting. Um, my father passed away six weeks ago and um, I actually, I think I gained like almost 10 pounds. And, um, I, and I feel like I was like, I'm like, how have I really been doing anything different? But I'm like, yeah, I've been going out to, to dinner. I've been having more wine. And like, so I like, and I felt like I was having things to kind of numb. Mm. So I feel like it doesn't necessarily always go away, but like, I am so great at catching my stuff right now, yeah. but I've also been doing this work for so long. So right now we're in the holiday season and my Lululemon pants are tight yeah. and I want to be upset. Like a part of me is like, son of a bitch. I'm like, I have all these cute stuff I want to wear. I'm like, it's no big deal. Like you just like pull it in. I grab a friend. I like, I'm like, can you be my accountability partner for the next couple of weeks? Like, you know, something like that. Like I'm, I'm very, when I need help, I ask for it. So, mm. um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a very personal thing when it comes to loving your body. And I know that like, I didn't want to hear it when people would talk about it. And I always felt like the person who was telling me to love my body had like a perfect body. So it annoyed me even more, mm. but honestly, everybody, everybody like, thinks I, that though. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. So I, um, I, I'm 42 and like the, my body is literally changing. Like I, I notice more, more like cellulite and things like that. And just to conclude this question, cause this is really powerful. One of my best friends, um, she, um, she was a year, year older than me. And she just, she, she also died this year of breast cancer. And I'll never forget her body. Like, just like, it, it, she just turned, like, you couldn't even recognize her towards the end um, of her life. And I always remember, um, like she just wanted to live. Like at that point she could have cared less, like what her ass looked like, or mm -hmm. like if her boobs were perky, like she just wanted to live. And I think that we live so much of this life caring what our bodies are like, instead of being grateful for that. Like if you had the ability, if your ability to walk or move your arms was taken away, would you give a crap? Like what your ass looked like? Sorry. Yeah. Like I'm getting, get, and I'm like, I get so passionate about this because this is for me too, though. You know, mm -hmm. like I gotta be honest, like when I look at the young, the girl who's 10 years younger than me, who's dancing amazing. And I start getting a little jealous. And then I'm like, I'm so grateful. I can still dance. And like, yeah. you know, like that, like this week, my body's feeling good enough. So I just think it's, it's like whatever our perception is for what, what it is. And I'm also I think like, like it, it opens you up for like a message that you can share with someone. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I just, I've just learned so much from it, but it hasn't been always been that easy. Um, and it took me a long time, honestly. Yeah. Well, first that just like all of that in the heart hole. Number two, like we, um, super brutal to lose your friend and your dad in the same year. So we're sorry to hear that. And just like so much, so much love to you for, for that time that you're going through. And I think that 
you know, it's interesting because even what you're saying about the, you know, gaining weight after your dad died, it's like, of, of course you did like that awareness, that awareness is awesome. The fact that you've like done the work and you're able to say, Hey, like how much of this is me like reaching, um, for familiar comforting coping things and just like being with it, but also giving yourself grace because we're cyclical creatures in our bodies. Like your body is holding on to, um, you know, that extra weight because you need to be grounded right now because you lost somebody important to you. And so it's just kind of like, you know, being in that space of ebb and flow and forgiveness and compassion and knowing that, you know, when your body is ready, just kind of like you said, when you figured it out, when you like hit that place, you lost all that weight. It's because your body like was convinced that you didn't need it anymore. And it released it Mm -hmm. because our bodies are incredibly wise. Um, how much, so did, I mean, I, I assume the answer is yes, but did movement and this like way of being in your body and sharing that like power and that sensuality, did that play a big role in you learning to accept your body as far as like my body can do all of these things and that makes me feel fucking good? Yeah. You know, it, again, like it, um, it depends on where I was in my life. I, I've been doing tone and tease for like seven years now and it completely has evolved. I think this will be my sixth bliss project this coming year. But, um, you know, I remember, um, I, I, am, I, I still am like fearful of, of speaking, but I mean, I'm going back like maybe eight or nine years when I did my first like group phone call where I was like sweating and like so nervous. And this past, um, summer I spoke in front of my largest group, which was like 15,000 people or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I mean, that's a huge stretch. Right. But I, um, I remember like going to present, like doing the tone and tease class at events where there were really powerful women in my eyes. And I was so nervous that they, that they would think what I was doing was silly or like, like, or I wasn't speaking polished enough, but every single time I step into my fear and I show up and it's, it's always, just what is needed. And I have definitely showed up messy. I have, you know, flopped in my eyes, you know, but like, I just think it's, it's, um, it's just whatever's needed. Right. And I remember, I actually remember Lori telling me at one point, um, she was like, if you completely blank out, it's what someone in the room needed, you know, like, it's just like, I just feel like, so yeah, like, I mean, and each time I, I just step into it, no matter how I'm feeling. And, you know, I was saying that this year coming up, I want to step into Eva even more so in my daily life. And I feel like I'm getting to that point because even I still like have setbacks where I'm, I'm going to these masterminds and going to these events where I'm connecting with, you know, in my mind, very high level people who've done a lot of work and I get very intimidated, very easy. But I also know that there's a lot for me to learn and evolve. And if we're not evolving, we're staying the same. And there's growing pains there, but yeah. there's so much beauty on the other side that I don't think people realize that like, I feel uncomfortable most of the yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think that people, I mean, something that I'm really embodying and uh, learning right now, like I'm in this season of accepting is that every time you show up just as you 
you're giving other people in the room permission to do the same. And just because those people seem like they have it more together than you, and just because they seem higher vibe or like they're more successful or whatever, it's like there is still that human piece of them that is constantly dealing with their own worthiness. And you don't know how you're impacting them by just showing up and being yourself. And like, I can see very clearly and it makes me laugh. And this is, this is the point of friendship and connection. It's getting perspective, you know, from all sides. Right. It's like, you can walk into a room and I know a lot of the people that, you know, and those people are making a lot of money and they're making a lot of impact and all the things, but like none of those women could put on five inch heels and go up onto a stage in front of people and like do a deep squat and a hair flip, like none of them. And they, and they will tell you that they will be like, yeah, absolutely not. That is fucking terrifying. Um, so it's like, there's this, there's this boldness and this permission that you give to other people just by being you and like the world needs a lot more Eva for sure. So I'm excited oh to God. see. I'm so excited to see Eva come out even more. She's my favorite. I'm like icon. Um, which, and I, I think this is a great time to, I would love to hear a little bit um, just about this bigger project that you're shifting into because you have been doing this work for so long and supporting women and making this container and it's kind of been delivered in, in short increments at other people's events, but you now have your own event that is coming in hot. Would you tell us everything about it? Yes. Um, so it's, uh, it's called Your Life Unleashed event. And last year was my first year doing it. It was a one day event. And this, this year I'm doing it, um, for the weekend, but you can, you can opt in to come like, um, you know, on one of the days or the whole weekend. But anyway, I, um, I was telling you even before this interview, like personal development was huge for me, like the coaching and everything that went along with that. And dance has been huge for me. And I've gone to tons and tons of events and, um, I, uh, I was like, how cool would it be like, not only to have this in my backyard, because I had moved from California back to New Jersey, actually for, <laughs> excuse me, for my father when he first got sick. And I remember being like, I do not want to be here. Like the closest event for me to go to is in New York. And like, I'm not going to be able to connect with anyone, but there's actually this really, really amazing community, um, here in, um, in Asbury park where I live called Faves and business community. So I remember saying, um, wouldn't it be cool to have like these women like come into a room, learn personal development and, um, you know, have people from the area that are like teaching amazing work, plus add in the movement piece of it to kind of switch up the energy. So we're not just sitting there most of the day and then we can like get up and then move our bodies. So it's not like you're sitting there sweating, but I do tell people to wear comfortable clothes. And last year it was so incredible. Like the breakthroughs were amazing because you know, yes, you get to be in this room and connect and learn. But I think when you switch up the energies, you're like talking to people that really allows it to stick and really change your state. So you remember that feeling for when you leave. So um, I'm really excited about it. And it's interesting because it's all so new. So for anyone who knows when you do something new, a lot of stuff comes up. Yeah. So I think with honestly, like with the passing, the passing of my dad, plus doing all of this new stuff, like I've been feeling very uncomfortable, tons of resistance the worthiness stuff comes up and I'm like, I have to always go back to what, the reason I'm doing it. And like the, 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 to the core passion I feel about my message that I have to give and just know that like in any kind of growth or anything new, that's important that you do, it's going to come up. So um, I feel like my, the message for this, to people aside from love, I would love for you to come is that when you're doing something new, 
if that doesn't come up, you're not stretching yourself enough. And like the outcome, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just like going to make you grow. And I just know that no, no matter what happens with this message, with this project, like it'll be what it's going to be for whoever needs it and myself. And I just like, I think I'm just always so excited to evolve and do the work that I was like created to do in this mm-hmm. world. Because I feel like if it's in us, like, I don't know why this idea came. I have no idea. It came, it felt right. It happened. And I feel like something else will, will come up. So like, I think we sometimes um, feel these things that come in us like to create and we're just like, Oh no, that's, that's for someone else. And I used to think that a lot of my life. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm grateful for the experience of it. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that you're just, that you're just rolling with it. Like so, so many of the things in my experience, when it's in line with your purpose, it doesn't, it doesn't feel hard. You know, it's like, there are things in your life, you go through these different phases and you deal with these different things where there's a lot of like pushing and forcing and having to like motivate and and do, but then these little like trails of inspiration kind of reveal themselves and you're like, oh, and you just kind of like start following it with curiosity. And the next thing you know, like this whole thing has evolved because you've tapped into basically your, your inner source, like your inner self, it's you, it's the most you you've ever been. And so of course it doesn't feel hard to, to be there. Um, and I just, I think that that is incredible and, and watching you just evolve your work and, and the size of your container um, has, has been an absolute joy. And after I get this baby out, I would love to come and sweat <laughs> and give up my limiting beliefs and, uh, tell my eyes <laughs> and tease and all the things. <laughs> you are so, you are so funny. Um, but I have loved, loved having you on. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for just being so vulnerable, vulnerable about your, um, just the, the evolution. You know, I think it's very easy, especially, and, and we talk about this often, but especially with social media, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people would go to your social media and be like, well, this chick is fit and has great eyelashes and she's tan and like all of the things, you know, it's like, it's easy to write these stories about people. And so I love getting them on in real time and being like, yeah, no, like things sucked until I did the work and figured it out. And, and, and now here we are, but it's like, I, I just, I think that sharing the journey as you go is so important and not just the highlights. And so I appreciate you um, for doing that and doing it. So so beautifully. Where can people connect with you, Tara? What's your favorite place for people to, to stalk you Ooh. and look you up? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually still, I'm well, Instagram, um, and I'm still a Facebook girl. Um, right. I'm, a for, I'm a forever Facebook girl, but forever I'm Facebook. Is, yeah, Instagram <laughs> and Facebook, and I'm, I'm always on stories, so like that's always fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm very active on that. Like I, I'm, I'm, answer all of my DMs. It's me, like, you know, not my <laughs> assistant or anything. Like I am a huge, huge, huge connector. So like, um, mm-hmm. I actually love doing podcasts and interviews because it kind of just brings you like, not only I get to connect with people from all over, like, and really funny people like you, but like, it just reminds you of like, why you're, why you're doing what you're doing and kind of like, um, you feel more relatable to people out there. Yeah. And that's super true guys. Cause up until, um, a couple of weeks ago, I only knew her because I had taken her class and toned and teased with her before. And then I stalked her on Instagram <laughs> and I sent her a message and I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if she's even going to get these because she probably gets a ton of messages and mine may not make it through. And I just like tossed it out there. And then she answered me and I almost beat my pants because I was so excited. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. 
You are hysterical. Um, well, we will definitely include um, all of the links to Facebook and the other socials and her website where you guys can find tickets um, to her incredible event that's coming up and give you all of the access to Tara and her magic. Um, so excited. Tara, again, just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and for having this conversation and opening up this dialogue for other ladies out there. Oh my God, it was my pleasure. I'm like really, really grateful that you reached out. This was such a fun chat. Hey, thank you so much for hanging in there and listening with an open and curious heart. I hope this conversation has inspired, educated, and entertained you, or at the very least, shaken things up in a productive way. Ann Voskamp says that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. So please share, rate, and review. Sending you love and dark chocolate. Talk soon.